0: You're listening to the Bride Chilla podcast, helping bride chillers and groom chillers plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time. And let me tell you bride chillers, we are smashing some serious bullshit on today's bride chiller podcast. Alicia is my name. I'll be guiding you through today's episode. Gross. I am very I'm going to say happy but also annoyed that we have to talk about this, but also very empowered uh, to be able to share this topic with you and some of your feedback about body image. I've been making this show for three years and I know I've touched on this stuff throughout uh, all of the podcasts. I think the Bride Chiller podcast is that of empowerment. It's about feminism. It's about feeling good about yourself and trying to block out all the white noise and extra shit that seems to be uh, placed upon us during wedding planning. And it's Never fails to sort of surprise me receiving emails from people uh, about dressmakers and about certain wedding vendors and family members that feel the need to place extra amounts of pressure on us as individuals uh, and as a community, really, about losing weight and about looking a certain way and feeling a certain way. And, uh, I just thought this is really an interesting and important topic to be sharing with you and also to get your feedback from. I know this is, this is something we can't just cover in half an hour and move on with our lives because clearly there's so much more to, uh, do to fix this or to amend some of the attitudes that are in society. Um, and we can just start. We can start the discussion and hopefully it will help people listening today and also help us discuss this with our partners and family and the bitchy fucking dressmakers that suggest we should be losing weight. Oh, we're going to talk about that and and move on to more important and interesting things than talking about the size of our asses. So I want to share in a second with you an a voice message that came from a listener, Bride Chilla Chanel, and she, look, she's going to hit so many topics that I want to further discuss today, Uh, and I I just wanted to say a little bit about why I feel so compelled to talk about this, and that is, if you know me and you know, you followed a bit of what I do, I love social media, I love getting involved with Instagram and Facebook, but the one thing that I've spotted recently, and some people are going to go, Alicia, relax, who gives a shit? But something that's been popping up on my Instagram feed is all this merch that says things like sweating for the wedding. Now, I'm certainly not dissing anyone that's posting selfies saying that they've been doing workouts and they've been exercising and looking after themselves. I'm a big fan of uh, doing beach, this beach body workouts. I love them. they half an hour of just high intensity or dance or weights. I'm really into those sort of things and I do it because I find that, I'm getting older. Uh, But I also find that my brain really works better when I've had a bit of endorphins, I've had a bit of quiet time, and I feel like I'm committing some time to help myself and to look after my body. But for me, it's not about being super skinny, Because I don't think that's physically possible. I'm a small person anyway, but I don't want to look like a skeleton. Uh, And I I really cherish that time because I think it's giving myself time to look after myself. And that's really the least we can do. We've got these amazing, incredible machines that are bodies, and I think we have to look after them. However, the idea of sweating for the wedding, I first looked at it and was like, okay, well, that's nice. People are looking after themselves. But then I looked into that hashtag a little bit more, and I sort of saw a periphery, uh, on the periphery of a cult of, you must look a certain way or you won't fit into our community. Now, that's a huge generalization, but I feel that a lot of women who just delve straight in, and men, to extreme hardcore exercise and sort of almost starvation so they can look a certain way on their wedding, to me is missing a huge point in, in why they are doing it. So that's what today's episode's about. It's not about having a go at the sweating for the wedding. I encourage you to look after your body and feel good about your body. But to me, feeling good about your body isn't about weighing a certain amount or having a certain amount of, uh, you know, kilograms lost or calories burned each day. It's about finding a connection with why you're doing it. And hopefully if you're exercising that you potentially pick up a long-term ongoing routine that makes you feel good and healthy and vigorous and vibrant, because that's what it should be. And to me, people that achieve their goals with exercise, whether it's just going I'm going to walk to the end of the street and back or I'm going to run a marathon, it's about focusing on something that they enjoy and that they can stick to and feel like they are dedicating that time to themselves. So that's what I think about that. Now I want to share Chanel's I want to share Chanel. Share, share, Chanel, Chanel, Chanel. I would like to share Chanel's voice message and then we're going to kick off because I've got lots to say and I think we can all work together as a community to change our perspective. To support each other when it comes to body shape and also how to respond to people who are dissing or suggesting that you should look a different way, and especially asking or suggesting that you do rash, crazy things to achieve that look, because that's fucked.
1: Hi, Alicia. My name is Chanel. I am a bride to be/slash bride chilla located in sunny Southern California. Uh, I'm getting married in just under six months, which is insane. I can't believe I, I've i crossed that half-year mark. I wanted to bring up a topic, you know, the topic of weight and so really, you know, fitness and um, and diet. There's a lot of pressure on brides-to-be to look a certain way on their wedding day and a lot of that, admittedly, is self-imposed, um, but I think there's a lot of external pressure too, and it can be really, really stressful on top of all the other stress. And I, you know, I was really surprised when I first got engaged uh, by the number of questions I got surrounding, you know, fitness plans or, or any diet plans or if I'd mention, you know, wanting to eat healthier or you know, just normal things that just you know maybe I was thinking a little bit more about knowing that oh I have like a wedding dress and stuff that I want to look great in um but just like offhand comments that would yield the response of um oh like you have plenty of time to worry about that and I just found it so absurd because one thing I'm not a large person I never have been I've always been very like you know, normal slash athletic, you know, people focus a lot on the weight stuff. And so what started as a like, oh, I'm going to, you know, ramp up my fitness, turn into a, oh my gosh, like, should I be eating lettuce (laughs) like all the time? And I just, you know, I had a few weeks of being really hyper-focused on a weight uh, number and just getting really stressed and hard on myself. You know, I'm, my metabolism isn't what it was when I was 24 and it's not going to be, um, I guess this is maybe, you know, looking not so much for advice, but more of a, just putting it out there that anyone who experiences that pressure, you know, either the self-imposed or from the outside to be a certain weight, like the weight doesn't matter. I I think everyone wants to like be the best version of themselves. And I would say that's a totally admirable and like achievable, sustainable goal. Um, you know, be healthy, you know, be definitely start a fitness plan if that's important to you. But I think ultimately you want to look back on pictures and see you. And, you know, I don't think anyone really is going to look and say, oh, you were super skinny and that's awesome because ultimately it's about you and your partner and love. And uh, I just wanted to to mention that. Thank you.
0: Bloody top work, Chanel, and so on point to the message of today's episode. You really hit so many points with how I felt as an engaged person, and I know I receive lots of emails and voice messages with similar sentiments about family pressures, little snide comments, or not even snide, unintentionally snide comments, but little comments about weight loss and looking a certain way and hairstyles, don't cut your hair, make it all, you get a tan. And it's sort of hard sometimes to switch off these comments that I think people, especially loved ones, believe in their heart that they are helping and encouraging you to, as Chanel said, be the best you. But also it's like, what the hell is wrong with me the way I am? And the whole point of getting married is to be able to share your love in front of people that you care about. And to be honest, the most important people about the day are you and the person you're standing across from. And that person has uh, hooked up with you, <laughs> to say it nicely, for however long they've decided, you've decided that you want to be together. And I find it very strange that a lot of people want to go through some magical transformation to be a different person than the one that the other person fell in love with. It really freaks me out. I've had friends that have had gone through extreme weight loss and... I'd be really interested to try and talk to them in a way that's not offensive and ask them, was it worth it? Was the sort of extreme regimes and looking a different way to perhaps they look now uh, and throughout all of their relationship, was that something that they deemed necessary now in hindsight? I always get very defensive when people say, oh, Alicia, you lost weight for your wedding. And actually, to be honest, I was a little heavier uh, maybe two years before we got hitched. And I really changed. I just changed habits. I think I've talked about this before. We went through a, a real period. There's a great um, Australian journalist called Sarah Wilson, and she really kicked off in Australia. And also now her, her sort of uh, plan has really spread worldwide. But she started writing about sugar-free living and the benefits of really cutting down your sugar consumption. And I read an article and I was like, actually, you know what? I feel sluggish. I'm lethargic. I eat a Kit Kat a day. I'm probably five or six kilos over my healthy weight range. I'd really like to give this a crack. And Rich and I gradually sort of really decreased the addition of sugar in our food and started to be more aware of what we put in our mouths. Not crazy. We weren't doing anything extreme. We were just going, okay, Did you realize if you had a can of beetroot, they put extra sugar in the bloody water stuff? Why would you do that? That's ridiculous. It's a vegetable. So it just changed our awareness. And also, I really went through a stage of saying, I can't do this. I can't. I can't run. I'm not very good at this. And I had a sort of awakening about saying, yes, you can. You're a healthy person. Jog to the end of the street. Just move your ass. And it wasn't about losing weight. It was also, for me, more about trying to change my perspective of what my body could achieve and what I could achieve mentally. So Rich and I started to do this jogging where he would literally jog next to me and say, we're just going to get to the next power pole. And after that, he'd say, we can walk for a bit and then we're going to the next power pole. And the first time I ran like a kilometer without stopping, I lost my shit. I was so proud of myself, but more for the fact that for the past 28 years, I had been telling myself, I can't do it. I'm a really bad runner. I've got short legs when I did it and it felt great. So I really, for me, went through this transition of just changing my perspective of what I put in my mouth. And don't worry, I still fucking love a cake. I will smash a cake if it's put in front of me, but I'm more aware of the consumption. And also, I have to be honest with you, ladies and gents, I'm getting older and my body doesn't react the same way as it did five years ago. And that's just, that's just science. Unfortunately, people can go on and on about how your metabolism works, as Chanel was saying, and uh, how we store fat and how we store muscle. You can't stop it you can just work with what you've got. So that for me was what I went through before we got married. So I was a bit smaller and I can still fit into my wedding dress. I have not changed since the the time we got hitched. I haven't had any sort of extreme moments of trying to not eat something to, to lose weight for the wedding because I was so determined to be the person that Rich fell in love with. And I didn't spray tan, I had a nice hairstyle, I felt good, I was more, more, I was more worried about wearing a dress that I wouldn't be cold in in the middle of winter, and that I would be comfortable and feel fucking fabulous, which I did. And that should be what this whole episode is about, how you feel about yourself and how others around you make you feel. To be honest, the most important thing Isn't the opinion of others. It's about you and what that voice in your head says. And I know that wedding planning can bring up a lot of feelings of anxiousness and anxiety. We have a lot of past learned feelings and perspectives about body image. I'll be honest with you. My mum Margaret, she used to have some pretty shitty things to say about her own body And I think about how that affected my body image as a teenager and as a kid, hearing her talk about crash diets, she was a very short person. She's not with us anymore. She died about 10 years ago and I really wished I'd had the time as an adult to talk to her about her perspective on herself. As a teenager, my mum, and in her early 20s was a water skiing champion. She was really fit, uh, but she was physically a very small person. And I remember her saying, you know, as soon as I put on a kilo or two and it looks like I'm I'm, I'm fat. And I look at photos of her now and go, I've never seen Margaret look fat in any of the photographs. But she was so small and so slight that she felt insecure and inadequate when she stopped all the exercise and her body changed. But I remember how much she used to be down on herself. And that makes me feel so sad that that's the case. And I was also thinking about her and thinking about how your mum or your auntie or close relatives might talk about their body image and how much in the future we can change this perspective with our kids and give them a healthier impression about how they should feel about themselves and how powerful giving them that, uh, that knowledge and empowerment can be to their future perspectives We talk so much about what we want to change about our bodies, what we don't feel, you know, happy with. We've got tuck shop arms or our thighs are too big or we've got a little tummy. We put so much energy into this sort of negativity when really we can turn this around and actually work towards being pretty freaking grateful that we are healthy and we have people in our lives that love us. And I think most of the people that listen to this show are probably listening in a Western world where we're not in war and famine. And yes, we've got some shitty government stuff happening, shitty for most of us, uh, and some global unrest. But probably we're in a quite a privileged environment, planning weddings, involving our family and friends, and uh, you know we're in a pretty good situation compared to a lot of people. So when we focus on a pot belly, to me... I think, fuck that. Let's move on and uh, try and change our perspective. After the break, I want to share with you some ways that we can do this together. And I really want the Bride Chiller community to get involved this week. I want to start spreading the message of positivity. I don't want this to be one of those like vomit in a bucket. We love ourselves. I, I want this to be about ways that we can empower each other i keep using the word empower because that's what it's about it's about saying we're not going to be debbie downers we're not going to be looking for ways that we can feel bad about ourselves and we're going to try and put a stop to people going how much weight are you planning to lose before your wedding will you be looking like this in six months time will you be getting rid of the tuck shop arms uh a big fuck you to all those questions all right more (laughs) after this a big hello to our premium subscribers. It feels like going, you know, when you're on the airplane and they go, and a big hello to all of our premium membership people. And uh, you feel a bit smug about yourself being a part of that club. Join the club. Be smug. Be a part of the Bride Chiller community. I love Seeing little new subscribers pop up each day makes my heart soar and sing. Today we're talking all about bride chiller body image and how we can change some of the shitty perspectives that seem to be in place at the moment in the wedding industry in itself. There are so many people out there doing positive things. I look at A Practical Wedding, one of my favorite wedding blogs. They constantly talk about body image and how we can adjust the output of our our own output of how we talk about ourselves, but also trying to get wedding vendors and family members, especially (laughs) to stop dissing and saying that we should change our body for one day. I know that for many people with wedding planning and life in general, forget wedding planning, that our self-worth can hinge on our appearance. You know, if you get a bad haircut, you're like, oh, fuck, my life is over. I've had a few of those over the years. Actually, just recently, I put a bit of a home hair dye in while we've been in Australia just to cover up just some greys that Rich says he can't see, but I can see them. And left it on for about five minutes, maybe 10 minutes too long. And my hair is extremely dark and I don't like it. And I'm washing my hair every day to try and get it out. And Rich said to me, but babe, you look beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. And he, you know, I say he has to say that, but I truly think he thinks that. And it's just funny that a little change, I feel like I'm a Morticia. Morticia is very sexy, but really dark hair for me makes me feel bad. I'm not into it. And it's just funny, a little change like that can make you feel pretty shit. And yeah, it's just a small physical thing, but I can see how that can evolve into something like a haircut when you go, oh my God, I'm stuck with this thing for six months. I'm going to have to wear headbands and hats for the rest of my life. So when it comes to weddings, if you have physical insecurities, which I think I would say 90% of us do on some level, doesn't mean we have to have, you know, extreme uh, outputs to this, these sort of feelings, but The idea that we have sort of been conditioned in a society to to feel not great about ourselves. If we look at magazines and celebrities and airbrushing, we're being told 24-7 that we're not good enough and we don't look the right way. And the only way that you can look the right way is to be really expensive and have access to a Photoshop expert, which is ridiculous. So I think the word self, the self-worth of many, we're told is completely reliant on how we look. And that we should strive to look a certain way on our wedding day or we're going to regret it, which to me is ridiculous. We feel pressured when we go to a wedding shop to be a tiny little person because the dresses that a majority of wedding shops bring out are sample dresses and they're size eights or twos or whatever you want to, you know, the smallest size you can think of. And 80% of us are not those size people. So already the experience of purchasing a wedding dress is sort of hindered by this idea that you don't fit the sample shape that no one else does either. And uh, you have to be pinned into this thing and you don't get that moment of like shebang, I feel amazing. You get this moment of going, oh, I'm not good enough because I'm not thin enough or small enough to fit into this tiny miniature dress. I would also like to say in contrast that there are lots of people that are are thin, are naturally lean and small. I remember my friend Hayley from high school, she's still my friend, she's wonderful. She is this tiny person. and she spoke to me once about the shit that she used to get with people saying, You're anorexic, you're really thin, uh, you don't look after yourself. And gee whiz, I used to watch Hayley eat, I played water polo with her for years, that was her body. And I felt really bad that she, in in a reversal of so many other body shaming, she was made to feel that because she had a certain makeup of her body that she was not, you know, she had a sort of not a big bosom. She was sort of flat chested. And I remember her saying, I don't, I'm not made to feel good about myself. And I am made to feel bad because I'm naturally this way. So I want that to be acknowledged as well. I'm not just talking about people who fit into the curvy, overweight. I'm using air quotes of overweight. Larger ladies. I'm talking about the thin ladies too. I'm talking about bosoms. I don't have a huge buzzy and I probably never will. And I'm fine with that. But for a lot of people, uh, a big buxom bosoms is or, or curvy bosoms is very important to them. You know, well, physically, unless you're going to have surgery, it's not going to change. Move on. I think the great injustice of this whole topic is that we waste so much of energy that we could be putting elsewhere into worrying about how we should look rather than how we should feel. And I know that it's not just as easy to listen to a half an hour of me shitting on on the podcast and saying, you should be feeling good about yourself. That's not going to change 25 plus years of how we've been told to feel and how you feel about yourself. But I I want this to be a half an hour of power where you can come out of it going, yes, I am I'm fucking amazing. I am kicking ass and I want to feel better about how I look. I want to feel good inside. One thing that really, really annoys me is social media, but also advertising that we are served. Now, I've had lots to do over the years with Facebook advertising and Google AdWords with my jobs and you sort of get to know how these targeting the targeting works with the advertisements that you are served. So if you're on Facebook, you might see a, a right-hand side uh, post that comes up. It's an ad. You know there are posts, but then also there are posts that you can pay for now. We do it. We advertise for the Bride Chiller podcast which are in the newsfeed and they pop up. And they are targeted very specifically to uh, people that fit the needs of the advertiser. So one thing I always think is an interesting suggestion is that, you know, straight away, if you look at what you're being served and you've clicked the engagement, I'm engaged box on Facebook, uh, and you click the ads that you're being served compared to what your partner, specifically if your partner is male, are being served, you bet your bottom dollar that your fiancé is not being told to go to a bridal boot camp or to use a special magic weight loss powder, or that you can drop massive amounts of money, money well, that was a faux pas, but true, money and uh, kilos like Khloe Kardashian did in a week, blah, blah, blah. You can bet that they're not being served those sort of advertisements. It's just being played uh, out to the people that they think are insecure and need to buy their product. Again, I want to reiterate, I'm not suggesting that we don't look after our bodies and we don't take up some of these exercise programs and try and make positive steps to look after ourselves more. I'm just saying that the fact that we're targeting, we as a bridal community, are targeting people who are just saying they've just gotten engaged and straight away, boom, up comes a, an advertisement that says you shouldn't look That way on your wedding day, you should lose weight. You can be better. You should buy our product and it'll be a miracle and you will make great changes to how you look. And that really enrages me because it's not saying, hey, congratulations on getting engaged. This is going to be the next step in your life. This is saying you're not good enough, buy our stuff, and you will feel better, which is absolutely rubbish. If you are annoyed with those advertisements, one thing you can do which is a very easy thing, is to remove your gender from Facebook. I read this on a forum and uh, it's true because a lot of the advertisements, especially on Facebook and Google AdWords, I mean a lot of people wouldn't even look at a Google AdWord um, ad there at the top if you're Googling something. It's usually the first or second listing. It'll be tailored to you because Google, of course, Every time you Google something, especially if you've got Chrome installed, the cookies remember what you've looked up. They know if you've been looking at wedding dresses and uh, catering and venues. So they will target ads to you. So if you remove on Facebook that you're a woman, it's really interesting to see how the ads change because they're not obviously going to be wasting money targeting um, bridal boot camps on men. Although this is saying as well, if you're a groom chiller listening, I don't think the pressure is on you as much, but again, I think sometimes we forget that guys also go through body shaming and that's important to discuss. I can't tell you how many people pitch to me guests about weight loss, diets, people that are going to provide bridal boot camps, and I'm not against them. I think but the boot camp thing, I mean, is a little, it's pretty full on. I think if you need to go along to a park at six o'clock with another group of people to work out, that's fucking great. But I sort of resent this idea that you need to be put through some military style training camp to be ready for your wedding. Also, I want to reiterate, there are no magic miracle powders, shakes, pills, starvation routines. None of this shit's going to help you feel good about yourself and Yes, some of them may, and I'm using super, super quotes, make you lose weight temporarily, but they'll make your life freaking uncomfortable, annoying, and miserable in the meantime. It'll fuck your metabolism up and you will not come out of it feeling any good, any better. So I don't want people to leave this episode thinking that making these changes to their life and having... A brief couple of months of extremism is going to make them feel any better at the end of their wedding day because I just don't believe that to be true. There is so much more to say about this, but I want to leave this episode with asking you about why you want to look a different way if you do and asking you to shift your perspective from I'm exercising to lose weight or I'm dieting to lose weight Two, I'm exercising to be a stronger and more badass bride chiller. Or I am choosing not to eat three cakes a day. Oh, three cakes a day. Oh, I'm choosing to not eat five pieces of bread and instead to eat two pieces of bread because I'm a more strong-ass and badass bride chiller. That's what I want. If you do a class and you shake your ass you enjoy it because you feel like you've had a good time dancing to the music and you feel stronger at the end of it. Don't go along feeling beaten down, having not eaten a meal and uh, you're on some sort of crazy starvation diet. This is not going to make you feel any better. Let's work together, Bride Chillers, to reduce the amount of negative self-talk. If if you don't want to see the Facebook ads and Google ads, remove all that stuff. Put ad blocker on. I use ad blocker all the time. I don't get to see any of that shit. It's fantastic. If you want to share your story, I want to open up the Bride Chiller podcast to you. I want to hear truth. I want to hear authenticity. It's such a great medium, this podcast, to be able to share how we feel, the things we're going through. This is completely no judgment. It's a fucking I hate this you know how I hate the safe place stuff. Because I feel like we should be able to challenge each other. I get annoyed with people going, I don't want to offend anyone. And you're like, well, if we can't fucking offend people, then we're not in a democratic free speech environment. We should all be allowed to be offended. We should all be able to have a place, a platform where we can say what we want to say. So if you disagree with <laughs> what I'm saying today, if you have a different perspective, if you are going through uh a challenging time with body image, if you've met someone that has changed your perspective, if you have changed your, your way of seeing yourself, if you are struggling with this, I really want to be able to share your messages. And I'm going to keep a whole episode next week open to put this out there. So please, if you are willing to share, let's get involved. Send me a voice message. I'd love to hear your voice. And if you want to be anonymous, that's cool. But I'd like you to own it. And uh, I'll be putting up messages on social media this week as well to try and get you to get involved. A huge thank you to Chanel for kicking this off. And I think this is such a great topic and it's not something you read very much about in the wedding magazines. I know a lot of blogs, as I said, a practical wedding talk about this. The wedding forums can be a fucking pit of hell of body shaming and negativity. And that to me... You know, if you talk about the sisterhood, if you believe in that sort of stuff, if you talk about supporting other women, it makes me so disappointed and just adds another cross to the box of even dipping into those places. So for me, it's about having a community and building a community where we can support each other and just feel fucking great. The end. All my love and kisses, my bride chillers. And be strong, be powerful and fucking rock the shit out of this week. Happy days. The Bride Chilla Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014.